You're listening to the Unsigned Chat Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 47 of the Unsigned Chat Podcast. How is everyone doing? I want to take a minute to congratulate you all for successfully getting through week three of 2021. With all the craziness that is going on right now with the pandemic, as each day and each week goes by, it can feel like a long, hard slog to get through. Collectively, though, together, we can do this. So let's jump straight into another episode of the Unsigned Chat podcast. My guest this week is UK singer-songwriter Myla V. So Myla, how are you? I'm not too bad. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. How's life treating you? Um, nothing exciting. Just stuck at home in <laughs> lockdown. <laughs> How about you? Nothing exciting. Just at home in lockdown. <laughs> Story of our lives at the moment. It is. You can't beat it, can you? Eh? No. If there's one good thing, though, it, I feel like I know every inch of my house. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at the same four walls every day. How long do you think it'll last for? Um, I'm hoping that it should end by like the end of March, maybe April. I reckon they'll start lifting it. Oh, you're going for optimism, are you? Yeah, I just think <laughs> because of the vaccine that's going out yeah. at the moment, I don't see why they, they can't like release the lockdown, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's only crazy times, though, isn't it? I think when we think about like last March, when they kind of announced the lockdown, everyone kind of thought, yeah, a couple of weeks and it'll all be over with and we'll be able to get back to normal. Yeah. But uh, here we are, 10 months in. <laughs> yeah. But, it feels like a yeah, lifetime. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, hopefully uh, we'll get on top of it all quite quickly and be able to kind of get back to some sort of normality. The one thing I miss is actually like being able to go on a nice foreign holiday with sunshine. Oh, God, yeah, definitely. Get some I think, nice hot sun. Yes, that's the one thing I really miss. Did you have any holidays planned? or? Uh, well, I try and get away every year. So every year I try and do Christmas uh, away. But uh, it wasn't happening. It didn't happen last year. It sort of didn't happen this year. Did it get um, cancelled or did you just not bother booking it out? To be honest, I didn't bother booking it. I just thought it was going to be a bit too hit and missy. Yeah, definitely. Anyway, as soon as we can get away, the better. Yeah. So what have you been doing with your music then during lockdown? Um, I've been working towards uh, an EP at the moment, um, but every time I seem to sort of finish a song, I come up with another idea and then I start from scratch again. But I've, I've got kind of a vibe of how many songs I have now ready to release, which is good. But yeah, just on my days off, I literally just work on my laptop start recording writing so it's basically just songwriting mode then at the moment yeah and just like recording something if it sounds good then i'll keep it uh if it sounds rubbish then just scrap the whole idea <laughs> <laughs> so with your ep do you kind of like know the kind of style you want the ep and the, the story you want it to tell um i think i've changed it about five times Oh, right. Because okay. <laughs> I just, I don't know, it just, I get, I come up with another idea and I think actually that might be a bit better than the one I had previously. But 
I, I think now I've got a set in stone idea of, of how it's going to be and how it's going to sound and hopefully it will be finished by hopefully the middle of the year. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. <laughs> so it could be a summer release then, could it? Possibly, yeah. I want to release uh, another single from it because um, my previous single, Real Love, is one of the tracks from it as well. So I want to release another one and then I'll release the EP. Okay. And how long did it take you to write the real love then? Um, it didn't take long. I think it took about an hour or two. I think I feel like when I get an idea in my head and then it just starts flowing, but it was more um, getting the production right and how I wanted it to sound, like the beats and everything. Um, so the writing side of it is, usually comes quite easily, but it's more just getting the sound of, like how I want it to sound to other people. So when you write a song, do you kind of have like the same songwriting process that you use? Um, I think so, yeah. It's usually just the verse, chorus first, middle, then another chorus and whatnot. Um, but sometimes I come up with the chorus first and then I have to write the verses around it and everything. Um, but it usually does just sort of come out as the same structure that I use every time. It seems to work well for you, then. <laughs> I hope it does. Having, having, having a set structure. Yeah. Do you tend to find that you can wake up in the middle of the night and song or idea will come to your head that you like, kind of got to either write down or record it into your phone or something? Yeah. I um, It sounds really strange, but sometimes I have dreams and then I, I have, like, a song from the dream. Maybe I, I sound like a crazy person now. <laughs> not at all, not at all. Um, but I think it's because um, I, I find it hard to sleep sometimes. So I just go to sleep listening to music or uh, listening to like YouTube videos and stuff. And I think that's where the ideas sort of something happens in my head. And then I wake up the next morning and have an idea or I'll just get inspiration from something. Okay. And how many songs have you written so far to date? Today or to date? No, to date. Oh. Um... Or today or today. <laughs> Uh, to date, I've only released five songs, um, okay. but I, I've got books full of just loads of songs that I'll just be like playing on the piano or playing on the guitar and I'll just write it down. Uh, whether I'll use them, I don't know, but I just, I feel like um, songwriting's kind of like a therapy for me as well. So the it all just comes out whenever I'm feeling a certain way. And I just, yeah, I, I have about like, 10 notepads that are just sort of all blank and then got random pages in there where I've just found one and written down a song and stuff. So probably oh, wow. too many than I can count. <laughs> <laughs> so basically you've probably got an album full of songs that are all kind of like nearly ready to go. Yeah, probably, yeah. I mean, I'd have to record them and everything, but... Yeah. I've definitely got loads of ideas that I could use, but I just, I'm a terrible perfectionist. So if there's like a slight thing wrong with it, I'll either scrap the whole thing or I'll start working on something else. Like I just, I'm my own worst enemy in that case, but I think all I think artists think... get that. <laughs> I, I agree. So at the end of the day, it's something that you're passionate about, isn't it? So you want it to be a hundred percent right. Yeah. And I think it's, it's hard as well because if say like the audience or your fans whoever they notice something in the song and then 
I think it's just I don't know I just for me I wouldn't want them to notice it and be like oh that sounds off or that doesn't sound right and stuff like I'd always want it to be good for them so they can just listen to it free-flowing and everything and you're from like a musical family um my granddad he's uh, very musical he's played piano his whole life Uh, I think my inspiration came from him I think because he brought me my first keyboard when I was younger um not that I play piano well at all but (laughs) he's um yeah he just he loved classical music he always made us listen to classical music and my parents they are they're not musicians but they love music and all different genres so they'd always be blaring like Michael Jackson or Queen or you know, like just the most random songs, like even Pavarotti sometimes. (laughs) So they were just always playing music. So like me and my brothers always were listening to something. So I think that's a a big part of why I love music and wanted to be a singer. Yeah, I think think that's the thing is that, just go back to what you were saying about like music's a therapy. And there's one real special thing with music that no matter how you're feeling, Music kind of always makes you feel better. Oh, God, yeah. Even if you're sad, like, and you listen to a sad song, it weirdly makes you feel better because I think that you can connect to that song so much. And it's like, oh, my God, someone else understands how I feel. Like, you, you're definitely right. Music just, it's, it just is emotions. Absolutely. And it, I find it just amazing how whatever you're feeling, whatever mood you're in, you know, there's always something in music that will kind of just lift you yeah definitely so who's your musical influences oh blimey i've got quite a few um that's okay (laughs) i love freddie mercury and queen like freddie is the showman like i think Mm -hmm. he's just people that who are musicians should just aspire to be like because he's so charismatic and just and he was so humble as well and and just such an incredible musician and singer like he's he's definitely one of my biggest inspirations but I also have the typical like Beyonce and Rihanna all the pop stars um I'm a massive fan of Etta James as well okay she had such a gritty unique voice and just she sort of changed the game with like R&B music and soul um, but yeah, God, there's loads of influences. So, do you find then your music taste? You don't kind of have like one particular genre, one particular artist. It's literally just very kind of like wide spectrum. Yeah, yeah, just all over the place. I love a few heavy metal songs. I love trance music, classical. Uh, called a lot. <laughs> just, just obsessed with music, really. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that at all. <laughs> I'm I'm a bit like that. It's like I don't kind of like follow one particular music artist. It's like it's more if I like the music, then that's what I like. Yeah. So it could even be like an artist that you don't even particular have any kind of thing that you like, but you might like one of the songs, and you kind of think, actually, yeah, I like that song. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And when are you planning on trying to get back out gigging then again once pandemic's over and people are allowed back out again? Oh God, yeah. I just. I, uh, I'm i not a very confident performer, so it, it takes a lot okay. for me to sort of get up there and, and sing in front of people because I think it, uh, for me, it's just like 
that person just knows how you feel when you're singing and stuff. Um, so this lockdown, it's been hard because I, I had got back into it and I'd, I'd got my confidence back. But now the lockdown's happened. It's like we haven't, like loads of artists, there's probably millions of artists that feel this way as well. Like the, I feel like the longer that you don't go out and perform for people, the more nerve-wracking it is to sort of get back into it and get back into the groove of like gigging every week and stuff so I'm I'm so excited to just sort of throw myself back in the deep end and start doing it as much as I can before and wherever whenever they always say don't they that adventure starts at the end of your comfort zone do they I've never heard that saying before you never heard that expression no I haven't yeah they always say that adventure starts at the end of your comfort zone because basically you're getting out of the comfort of the things you know and kind of putting yourself out there and yeah. you then experience new things and then that's how you kind of yeah. get into the adventuring side of it. That makes sense. That does make a lot of sense. So did you do a few gigs then before the pandemic? Um, I did a few open mic nights um, just in the local area of Essex. Um, and then before I was, uh, I had like a duo with um, a guitarist and we'd go all around Essex and uh, perform a few songs and everything. What type of venues would you like to perform in then sort of once we get out of the, the pandemic? Um, anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> anywhere that will have and, me. And he'll do. <laughs> yeah. I'm that desperate to get out gigging again. Anywhere that will do. Yeah, even if it's the street. <laughs> I'll just stand in the street. <laughs> oh, bless you. <laughs> because that, that's the thing, isn't it? It's like... With the pandemic, it's put so much restrictions on kind of what you can do. And certainly for artists, it's put a lot of restrictions on Obviously, like people that were going into recording studios to record couldn't do that. People that were going to have gigs couldn't do that. Yeah. It's just a whole load of disruption. And I think it's going to be quite interesting when we come out the other side of this. And, you know, I'm sure we will come out the other side of this in some shape or form. But I don't know whether music scene will be the same or whether there'll be a whole lot sort of different in respect of if you perform in a venue whether it'll be like you can perform at full capacity half capacity yeah quarter of capacity and things like that yeah i reckon there'll be restrictions uh, for a good few months after but i reckon by next year it it will probably have gone back to normal because i just i think that the public just won't take it anymore i think like if they say if they took us out of lockdown and then they tried to make us go back in i just i don't think people could do it again like especially people who work as musicians and that like they they need like for some people it's their lifeline you know and they need to be able to go out and perform again and even if it is like you're only allowed five people in a bar to watch you like sometimes that's all you need but I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure that they will by next year I reckon it will go back to normal-ish because music wasn't your full-time career was it at the moment if I remember correctly no I am um, at the moment I work as a HCA for um uh, in palliative care so it's uh it's been quite hard through COVID because we did have a lot yeah. of people who had the coronavirus and it was quite devastating to our nursing home because obviously they're, they're already palliative anyway. 
So yeah. some of them, it just, it took them completely. Um, and it happened twice in our home. So it was quite um, wow. stressful. And then obviously a lot of the staff got sick as well. Um, but I think music is just, it is something that I do want to do full time. It's just at the moment, I, I don't have the finances to do it on my own at the moment. So I need like a, just something in the background to uh, give me the finances so I'm able to be a musician, if that makes sense. Yeah. That's the thing, isn't it? I mean, being a musician and putting yourself out there as an artist isn't a cheap career because you've got so much outlay you've got to spend before you really start seeing a return coming back in, in regards to like recording your songs, marketing your songs. Yeah. There's quite a lot of big outlay that financially that artists have to pay out for, but so during lockdown, have you been doing any like live stream performing them? Um, I did one, uh, which was uh, when we first went into lockdown. Um, and I've done a couple interviews uh, with other people as well. Um, but it, it did get harder because where we uh, did have the coronavirus in my place of work, it became very busy. So it was hard to sort of come home and like detach from it and and then like plan to do a live stream and stuff like it it, it yeah. all got a bit jumbled for a while so I, I wasn't really um focusing on the live streams and everything I just thought I'm just going to focus on making music whilst I'm at home at the moment because uh, I imagine that's the thing I mean working in on the front line in an environment like that the last thing you then really feel like doing is coming home thinking Right, let's do a performance online for people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I assume, and you know, I don't work on the front line, so I don't want to like pretend I know what it's like because I don't. Um, but I imagine that being on the front line after you know a big stress day like they seem to have, mm. even I probably wouldn't think, oh, let's do a live performance. I'd probably be thinking, I just fancy putting my pajamas on and having a hot chocolate. Yeah, see, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's exactly oh. it. Literally, like um, I I do twelve hour shifts. I do seven till seven. So then afterwards. You do, you just want to get in bed. But I do get up early the next day and I sit at my laptop and I either record, make music, do marketing or, or something just to push mm. myself more. But it does get exhausting because, like, the weekends that I have off, they're not really weekends off because I'm then working, like, as an independent artist as well. So it's, like, just working all the time. <laughs> Seven days, fully at it. <laughs> Not that I'm complaining because I, I love doing the music side of it. Yeah. So how long have you been involved with music then? What kind of, do you remember that, that kind of like day where you kind of like woke up and you heard something or somebody said something and you were like, right, I really want to be fully immersed in music? Um, it's really strange because I, I don't actually remember a, like a specific moment when I was like, right, I, I want to be a singer. I was just really young and that's just all I wanted to do. Like I remember I had um, a diary that I looked through recently and it, I had it since I was like seven years old and it, on one of the pages it was like, oh, I'm going to be a pop star and stuff. So I think it was just something that, I don't know, but I had really young. I just always wanted to sing when I was really, really young. Um, but I just, I didn't, like I, I love my family a lot, but I didn't have a lot of guidance or to be pushed in that direction. Okay. So um, a lot of the time I was 
directed in a different direction like go and get a real job and do this and do that so I was always very torn that if like if I was Mm -hmm. doing the right thing or if if I was like do I follow my dreams or do I go get a job or do I do this and stuff but yeah it definitely started really really young like just sit I've just always loved singing singing is just like I think I'll be singing when I'm like 90 years old with no teeth (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that'd be the first uh, artist we've ever seen, and that's ninety-year-old <laughs> I don't, I don't think I know anybody that's uh, ninety-odd that's performing <laughs> with no teeth. But ha- I'm not too sure, like, I'm not too sure what the sound would be like. You know, like vocally. Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> this could be like your, your very niche sort of style, <laughs> my <Mario>. No teeth. <laughs> <laughs> like mumbling. Who knows? No, I actually thought you were going to say when you were talking about you, you had a diary and it said you wanted to be a pop star. I thought you were actually going to say that like every day in your diary, it's like, I'm going to be a pop star, I'm going to be a pop star. That was like your way of staying focused. I think um, there was definitely that one, but I'd always, in my little diary, I'd always write like, one day I'm going to make it. I Like, I will believe in myself and stuff like that. Because I think where everyone was always like, oh, you're going to be a nurse or you're going to be this and stuff. So I was always like, no. Don't laugh, Milo. I do things like that now. Do you? I always put, I always put things in my diary going, one day I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't laugh. I do that now. Yeah. I've, I've, got, I've got many diaries, <laughs> many songbooks, diaries. They're good for you. It's quite interesting because last year I bought a diary and I thought, what a waste of money that was, 2020. It's a waste of money buying a diary for that. And then this year, I thought I'm purposely not buying a diary. <laughs> I thought I'll wait till next year and see what that's going to be like. Then I'm yeah, like, yeah, definitely. Don't blame you. So when you performed online, doing your online performances, what was that like? Cause I know you said earlier how you get affected like confidence and things like that when you perform. So what's it like performing online? Um, I was really nervous. Like it was um, a performance, like in front of people, but then when um. I started doing it I thought actually this isn't too bad um but I it is enjoyable I do prefer it when you do it in person but um yes yeah it's definitely good for artists to do that I think because it does keep that confidence there because if it makes you just as nervous doing a performance um on a live stream then when it does when you do it live then I suppose it is a good confidence builder to keep doing the live streams as well. I should do more, really. And with your confidence, when you're actually performing in person, mm. are you still do you still have like issues with your confidence, or is it just the initial sort of I've got to go and do a gig, I've got to go and do a gig, and that sort of thinking about what you've got to do that kind of affects your confidence? You know what I mean? Um, I get. I think I get more like physical symptoms with it like I get really shaky and like my breathing starts to go but apparently when I'm up there singing no one can even notice that I'm nervous but inside I'm like having a full-on meltdown but I've been told like yeah they're always like oh you didn't even look nervous and I'm like well yeah I was (laughs) I thought I was gonna faint it's fine (laughs) Blimey. But once once you've done yeah. it, it's the best feeling though. You're like, I'm glad that I had the bravery to go up there and, and do it because I don't know, it's just a good feeling. 
and I guess that's the thing you've got to focus on, isn't it? When you're kind of like feeling nervous and anxious about doing a gig, is you've got to like focus on when you finish that feeling that you yeah, get. definitely. I always say it's like a um a backwards drug, like you have the withdrawals mm-hmm. before because you're so nervous and shaky and everything, and then when you're doing it, you get the euphoria and whatnot, and it's great and then afterwards it's just like um for the next few days you just feel like really good and and just like proud of yourself and stuff do you find you, you do a gig and you get that's sort of like great feeling that from the gig you're then like wide awake and you, you kind of feel like you could keep going for another few hours uh yeah i think because you're so pumped up with all the adrenaline and everything that you just you're like right I can sing 10 more now like come at me but then as soon as you get in the car on the way home it's like you just sort of conk out because you've just had so much excitement from the after effect of it and everything and what's your favorite song then that you've written at the moment um it's one on the EP and it's like a proper sort of R&B type song I don't want to give away too much. <laughs> no, no, that's fair enough. But that's fair it, enough. It's, um, yeah, I think people enjoy it. It's a feel-good song and it's proper, like, yeah, it's just, it's just a feel-good song. And I think that's what we all yeah. need at the moment. Everyone needs some uplifting. Absolutely. And the, the reason why I was asking about, like, do you have, like, a favourite song that you've written is because some artists are like, yeah, I've got this song that's my favourite for whatever reason. And then, like, some are like, I don't have a favourite song because I like kind of like all the songs that I do. So it's just kind of interesting just to see whether people do have like a favourite yeah. song or whether they kind of don't have a favourite song. Really. Yeah, I think uh, Freedom yeah. is one of my favourites because um, I wrote it before the lockdown and the whole George Floyd incident and everything. Because um, mm-hmm. I wrote it because I'd just gotten out of a, a different job that was um, very toxic and it was just so it's one of those songs where it's like why do we have to work the nine to five like why do we have to you know abide by all these rules and not be able to live our lives the way that we want to like why are there so many evil people and whatnot and I think in that respect like the lyrics wise I think that's one of my favorite songs I've written are you a bit of a rebel Myla do you not like rules um <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> No, I do. I do. I do. I follow rules. I just, I just get annoyed with, you know, that we've been. It's like we've been put into a box of like, okay, human beings have to work nine to five, and then they have to pay for a house um, that they they don't even live in half the time because they're working nine to five, and then you know, women have to get married and have babies and stuff like that sort of thing. They don't have to. They don't have to. That. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm, there might be an yeah. expectation well, it's like you know when you get a partner and then you get a house and it's like oh when you're getting married when you're having kids and it's like well hang on a minute I want a career first <laughs> slow down <laughs> but yeah it's just it, it, that side of things I think I'm more like don't want to follow society's rules and, and whatnot. <laughs> don't blame you mm. live life have fun this isn't a rehearsal you don't get another shot at it do you you might as well just live life exactly and, and because I work in palliative care as well it's it is really hard seeing people with like terminal cancer and whatnot you know they're only going to be there a few months and 
and and they're elderly as well like even though some of them have got like end of life dementia and everything they they still make comments like you know be happy you know live your life and don't let people boss you about and stuff like and it, it just it puts everything into perspective i think when you are around people when they're at the end of their life that it makes you think mm-hmm. like you just need to live your life as best and full as you can whether that you only just wanting to be a mum or whether you want to be like a lawyer or whatever it may be, like do what makes you happy because at the end of the day, that's where everyone ends up is, you know, just with a few belongings with them and then family around them. So what makes Myla happy then other than music? Um, what makes me happy? Being around family um, and friends. Um, don't really know. Like, yeah, I think, that's I, I think it's just uh, just being with people that I love and 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 music. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I think that I think that's the thing, though, isn't it? Like, because we've been in lockdown for like so long, it kind of makes you appreciate what mm. you have as opposed to what yeah, you desire. Definitely. You know, even like you know, friends and family that ordinarily probably may annoy you it's times like this where you kind of think i'd rather have that annoying friend or family member than not have yeah them. i mean like my cats make me happy my cats make me very happy <laughs> do, you, do you have like seven cats <laughs> no i have two cat? but i do want more <laughs> <laughs> my cats are like dogs though they're <laughs> so docile and lazy they're funny but I thought you were going to say you, you take them out oh, for a no, walk on no. a leaf. Oh, God, they, I think they'd scratch me to death. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they'd, they would just look at you and say, take yourself yeah. out for a walk? They look at me and they think, oh, <laughs> Mum, you're insane, you need help. <laughs> You've been in lockdown too long. Oh, <laughs> uh, It's crazy times. Yeah, isn't it? Crazy definitely. Time. One question I like to ask people when they're on the <laughs> podcast is, I've got a feeling I might know what you're going to say, but I'd like to ask the question. Anyway. If you're going to have a celebrity dinner party, who would you invite and why? Freddie Mercury, hands down, would be... I knew, I knew that <laughs> would be, like, the best guest ever. Um... It'd be oh, great God, yeah. It's Like, if you watch his interviews as well, he's just such, like, an interesting person to talk to. Um, I'm starting to show my obsession with him now that I watch his interviews. <laughs> um, do you have posts of him on your I, wall? I do have a picture. Yeah, it's um, it's not like a proper picture. It's like of his glasses and moustache, and then it has a okay. Yeah, and the good. quote is um, it says something like, "I'm not just a rock star. I'm going to be a legend." And my boyfriend got it for me because he was like, "You read that every day." <laughs> Have that as your inspiration. Nothing wrong with that <laughs> at all. I'm not sure who else. I think Rihanna, definitely. I love her. Um, That's another good choice. Um, I think it'd be. I think it'd be interesting with Freddie Mercury and Rihanna doing a duo. I together. reckon they would have as well. I think they would have because I mean, she's done a few with um, Eminem, mm. hasn't she? Which she kind of wouldn't pair together. But and Coldplay as well. She's done, done a good. A- Duo with Coldplay. Yes, I think uh, Freddie Mercury and Rihanna mm. would have been an interesting. That'd one. be the dinner party. I'd be very happy. It would, but you can imagine that they're probably like two big personalities. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be funny. 
And then Freddie can have all his cats and then I can have my cats there and it would just be perfect. <laughs> oh, it's a, cat, yeah. it's a cat party. Have you got kind of any idea of like doing a tour then this year or anything like that? Um, um, if and when I, I release my EP, I do want to be able to start booking different venues and just doing like a mini tour and then because I want to aim more towards London as well because that's just where the music scene is, I think. So I'd love to sort of book things up and start because I think going out and performing live is so important to gain fans. Like you can do all the social networking and everything, but unless people have like seen you live and spoken to you face to face and everything, I just, it's not really like a proper connection. So it would be nice to go out and play my music for people and then they be, they like it from that, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Because the thing is, with social media, it's like you can have, like, followers and, you know, that's great. But sometimes it's different from actually having a fan that actually comes to your gig and listens to your music and yeah, buys exactly. your music. So it's like sometimes I get uh, too engrossed with the fact that I've only got this amount of followers and and so I try to get more and everything. But then I think... but. Are these followers actually going to be fans of my music or are they just following for the sake of following? So it would be nice to go out and meet people and then have them become a fan and be like, oh, I really love your music, so I'm going to continue mm-hmm. following like your musical journey. I think that's definitely more important. But I don't know, it's, it's hard because then you've got all the record companies and everything, or even just A&R people, they look at your... Uh, social media following as like that you're successful and whatnot but I don't know it's it's a strange industry <laughs> it is a strange industry I think the thing is it's like I wouldn't obsess over the number of followers it's better to have it's better to have more people engage with your content than just follow you but yeah, don't engage definitely. with your content I'd rather have like a small group That's of me. people that actually care than just like tens of thousands of followers that don't engage at all. It's easy to have like 10,000 followers, but then only get like one person engage on your post. It's better to have like 100 people engage on the post and yeah, four followers. Because I think too many artists kind of get obsessed with, I think, you know, everyone does it. It's a natural thing, but everyone kind of gets obsessed over follower numbers. But it doesn't always transpire when you can yeah. come to release something. Is how well you yeah, sell. I think it's so easy nowadays to get caught up in, in your following, but you are right. It's, it's definitely more about the engagement that you get and the people who actually listen to your music Absolutely. and like your music and want to share it and everything. That's definitely more important. You've got this. 2021 is going to be your <laughs> year for Fingers music. crossed. You'll have your EP out hopefully by yeah. sort of summer, hopefully a tour in the hopefully. autumn, <laughs> and retire in the winter. Yeah, and then another... Another album. <laughs> do it all again. Yeah, that's what you do. You just, yeah. it's just that cycle. It's a good cycle, though. I like it. I like the build up and creating and everything. That's the thing with music, isn't it? It allows you to allow with the creativeness just to flow. Yeah, because I feel like that when, like with artists especially, I think a lot of people expect you just to sort of be like, oh, this is me and this is my style and stuff. But I think a lot of people also forget that you know people change people grow and you know your music grows and 
your music style changes, your voice changes as you get older. So it's it's nice to sort of go on a journey with an artist, especially if their music reflects their life. I think that's the thing. Like if if you're a singer and a songwriter, you can then write about your experience and then you perform so people can feel that connection mm. that the person has with the song. Like whereas I think some artists that just sing and they get other people to write the songs for them, you sometimes you can lose that. Yeah, connection. and I think you can tell as well when a song's been written for you and when you've written your own song and and you feel that passion when you're singing it because this duo that I was with um, I was singing their songs that they had uh, created and as much as I loved the songs I just I couldn't connect to them on any level like I just couldn't relate to them at all so when I performed them it just wasn't it was just like I don't know, it just there was no connection to it. So I think I just wasn't connecting with like the audience or anything. So I think that's, that's when I was like, I need to start writing my own stuff because I'm not going to get anywhere singing other people's stuff. And that's the thing. You know, what you perform has got to be something that A, you feel mm. and you can connect with. And then that's actually where then the audience comes into it with the, they can see mm. and feel. Because you can connection. definitely tell, like when you go and watch people perform, you can tell the ones who are singing to the ones who are singing from the heart and feeling the song. Like you can definitely tell. So when was the last time you then went to go and see someone perform, whether it be a, a major artist or an unsigned artist? Um, probably the last time I did a, um open mic, which was last February, I think. Um. And because it's open mic, you you get slotted in with other people. So you do like two or three songs on top of other people. And there were a few of them there that they're so good. There was this one girl as well, and she was 16. And she had the most incredible voice for a 16-year-old. And I just thought, there's, like, there's so much talent out there that it's crazy. Like, she's 16 and she's singing, like, frigging Celine Dion. <laughs> blows my mind i think that's the thing though is it like you say there is so much talent out there you've just got to never compare yourself yeah, to definitely. anybody else everyone's different everyone's different everyone mm. creates something different yeah comparing yourself i think is like the demon of the music industry <laughs> it's like probably in life anyway but yeah. like for artists it's so hard to not compare yourself to other people and their success but then you do have to remember that everyone has a different level of what their success is. So you just, I think people just have to remind themselves like that person might be on their like step 12 of their career and you're only on step two and you can't compare yourself because they've been doing it twice as long. So, and everyone has a different journey as well. Yeah. And that's the thing because they might have been doing it twice as long or they might have had, you know, rich parents that threw lots of yeah. money behind them to get them where they are. It's, it's just so. I was thinking comparing artists, comparing yourself to other artists, is a bit like googling your medical ailments. You know, when you don't feel well, yeah. you Google what's wrong with you. And then, oh, and then the first worse. thing that comes up is like, <laughs> you have a brain tumor, and it's like, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah, every, every, yeah, everything comes with brain tumor, isn't it? We Google. Yeah. yeah, sore shoulder, brain tumor. Yeah. <laughs> sore knee, brain tumor. Sounds like Google only has one answer. Oh, bless you. So where can people find you online then? Uh, Twitter, Google, 
Facebook, Instagram, Twitch. I like Twitch. Twitch is good. You're on Twitch here. What do you what's, what do you do on Twitch? It what is, is for, it's gaming, for gaming, but I have noticed that a lot of people use it for um, streaming their music as well. But it's um, I got it because my boyfriend loves his Xbox, and that's he's lived on it since we went into lockdown. So and he started streaming, so I downloaded it to stream his streams, <laughs> but to do like live streams on there as well because I think it's. A good community. The gaming community is good. Is it like an easier way to t- reach people compared to like doing it Instagram live um, or Facebook for me, live? For Instagram's easier. Um, Facebook just confuses me. Like it changes so much, I just can't keep up with it. Um, Twitch, I haven't tried it yet, but I, I do want to start planning to do streams with it. Um, it seems quite easy to use, though. I think it's just. You start streaming and you join a few communities for the music and then people just sort of hop on and have a watch. Because you're quite active on Instagram, aren't you? you yeah, I try to. I, I always get torn between posting a lot on there to gain a following or just to post something authentic. It's, it's just hard keeping up with the algorithm again. <laughs> always yeah, be authentic, so always be more. authentic authentic side of things because there was a time where I just kept posting and I thought this just feels really forced I just I want to be able to post when I when I want to post not because the algorithm wants me to um but definitely definitely Instagram and Twitter Instagram and Twitter are the main ones where I'll probably respond very quickly I've stopped Twitter I like Twitter but there's a lot of like negative and people on there that kind of yeah can ruin I know what you mean I've seen some threads sometimes and I just think like what is your point like why are you saying that just to like be a bully or yeah and I, I found now it's like I've stopped looking at like um, yeah I stay hashtags. away from them as well because that's where they all are <laughs> that's where all the trolls are yeah it is and it's just like yeah, it's like, yeah, don't need that in my life, thanks. I'll just avoid that. So, like, I'll post things, people comment, or I'll see things, you know, in, in the feed and, you know, you mm. like things, retweet things, whatever. But, like, the, the trending hashtags, I just stay away from because, yeah, it's just so depressing. I think people, yeah, some people definitely. got too much time on their hands. Definitely. Well, it's been absolutely Thank fantastic speaking me. with you, Myla. Also, a big thanks to everyone who listens to our podcasts each week. Thank you so much for joining us for that. And we uh, hope you'll continue to listen to our podcasts. Hope you can join us next week for another episode of the Unsigned Chat podcast. But until then, have a great week. <laughs>